Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. We certainly don't want to hold on to fear and be held back from all the things that God intends us to do or who God intends us to be. We don't want to be debilitated by fear. And God doesn't want us to be either. So if you struggle with fear, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mental, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're glad you joined us. Mm. Here <laughs> we are with our coffee. slurper. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to have a great conversation about doing life together and drinking coffee at the yes, same time. Yes, I know. It's always great to have coffee in the morning. That's right. Well, I do have a question for you, Dr. Linda. What is one of the biggest things that keeps a person from achieving their goals and living their best life? Uh, is this a trick question, Chris? Is it? Are you being serious? Why would I ever play a trick on you? <laughs> we don't do that on this show. Oh, yeah, right. right. If you've ever listened to the show, you know that I have to ask that question. Right. Do I really have to answer that? Yes, yes. What is the biggest things that keep a person from achieving their goals? Okay, I would say fear. Am I right? That is correct. Okay, yes. 200 points That's for right. Dr. Linda. <laughs> fear keeps people stagnant, not moving forward, and we often miss opportunities because we are afraid to try new things. I sound like the psychologist now. What's going on here? I know, but yeah. you're right about all of those things. We know, we know that it's a basic human emotion. It's mm -hmm. wired into our bodies, right? But it's there for a reason. It's supposed to be there when we're really, really, truly in danger. And a lot of times those things that you just talked about, being stagnant and not moving forward, those kinds of things are not really about real life danger. But fear when there is no danger is not productive and mm. it really keeps us stuck. And we live in a culture that likes to use fear to motivate us to buy things or do things or not do things. That's right. Uh, there was an article in the New York Observer that claimed fear is the new normal. Oh, my goodness. That's sad. Isn't it that is sad, sad yeah. that that would be, we're just not going to claim that. I'm no. just not, we're not going to claim that. It's not biblical. It's really no way to live your life. But I know why they're saying that because we've been through a lot of very fearful things mm -hmm. in our culture and you do see that. But here's what happens when you live in fear. You only see the downside. So it motivates you to consider the worst thing that can possibly happen. Mm -hmm. And it stops you from thinking things through because when you're all wound up with fear, it tells you, you better just not take any chances. You better stay with the familiar, even if it's not good. And I think, Chris, that's really dangerous because sometimes fear can even keep a person in an abusive relationship, for example. The fear is what could happen if they tried to get out, and it could keep them in it. It's, it's really so gripping that you don't think of ways to problem solve when you're just compassed by fear. That's the same thing as being in a dead-end job. Yeah, well, <laughs> you say that with conviction. It's kind of like doing this radio show. Oh, every come week. on! <laughs> you you could stay because you are fearful of leaving or the change. Do you think people? I mean, don't you think a lot of people oh, do yeah. that? Yes, they just it, stay with it. It may be a horrible job, but there is a comfort level of getting a paycheck. 
So they're afraid to do anything that might actually improve their life. Isn't there a saying, it's the devil you know versus mm, the devil you don't right. know or something like that? Yes. Well, fear tells us we got to avoid anything new or unknown. And see, that's the thing. It's what you don't know. So you might as well stay in the, the yuck of the known. Mm-hmm. Stay in that comfort zone. And it really constricts who we are because then we don't expand ourselves and, and try different things. Reminds me of not smiling at strangers because you're afraid that they might engage you. Oh, wow. <laughs> or not giving your opinion because of being afraid or, in these days, being canceled. I know. So we've really gotten away from that, which is really sad to me that people can't speak their minds. I mean, you have to do it respectfully and mm-hmm. civilly, right? Right. But this whole thing of fear has really taken over our culture. So I see why somebody said fear is the new normal. If you say something someone doesn't like, you know, you just get labeled all kinds of names and accusations and mm-hmm. the cancel culture along with posting anything on social media that might be taken out of context. I think it does really create a lot of fear in people. It does. And don't you think that fear stops us from trusting our gut or in the believer's case, the Holy Spirit? I do. I think when you're afraid, it really sort of pushes out that still small voice inside of you, the Holy Spirit, that's trying to help you and speak to you. Because all you can hear are these sort of spiraling thoughts in your head that are, you know, coursing through your mind. When you're consumed by fear, I think it's really hard for your gut instincts to take over and to recognize what's going on. And then fear can be paralyzing. It it stops you from making any decision at all. You know, I had a boss like that. I won't say the name, but um, Mm -hmm. he was so afraid of making the wrong decision that he just wouldn't make any. Mm, And he would constantly talk about... Well, what if and what if he was so indecisive? It, it really drove me it drove me nuts. <laughs> I kept saying, "Make a decision." Yeah, but it was fear behind all of that. How did he become a boss or a supervisor? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, did he procrastinate on decisions because of his indecision? Yeah. So that was the frustrating part. He obsessed over the outcome of what we were trying to do. We were just trying to make some small changes. And he was like, no, if you make that change, then this thing could happen. And because of this, it was like we spent so much time planning things, but nothing ever got implemented. And we didn't ever start anything. Honestly, can you tell? It was was rather maddening for me. Right. The next question that I think I know the answer to is... uh... Did you ever say anything? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know me, right? Right. So what would be your guess? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I would actually say what I just said. I would say, can we just make a decision? We're never going to have all the information about a change. So let's just try and see. Let's try it. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens. But that didn't happen. So the bottom line of that story is we don't want fear to dictate our decisions. So we have to recognize it and not live in it. Well, as we always do on this show, we need to look at fear from a biblical perspective. How many times does the Bible use the phrase, fear not? I didn't look it up, but... It's a lot. It's probably. a bunch. Yeah. It's a lot. I don't I don't know either. I right. remember reading something about like 300 and some times, but I don't mm-hmm. know if that's accurate. And we will remind you of some key verses in the last segment. But for now... We're going to focus on the top 10 fears that hold you back. We put these in. I actually saw a blog on this, and I liked the fears. I don't remember if I changed some of them or not, but we're going to talk about number one. Number one is the fear of change. Right. We've already said that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this is a big one. You know, Chris, I grew up in the same small town. Mm -hmm. My parents had the same address for 70 years. Wow. 70 years. (laughs) And I still remember my childhood phone number. Really? In fact, when my parents had to move into... Uh, independent living and then assistant living, I had to disconnect the number. When I called the number, the operator said to me, 
wow, they, they, they have had this number for right. 69 years or something crazy like that. And she said, I don't think I've ever seen anybody have that type of longevity with a number. Mm-hmm. But everything was so stable in my life. And then I married a missionary kid. <laughs> and he just had change constantly. And we were just the polar opposite when it came to embracing change. So did you find that helpful? And what I mean is, did Dr. Norm's career, it, it had you constantly moving and changing. Was that good? I think it was. I would get a little frustrated sometimes that I would really like a job and then I'd have to move and and go to another one. But it always opened me up to a lot of new things. It really gave me a lot more skills than I think I would have had if I would have just been Mm -hmm. content to stay where I was. It wasn't easy, though, I want to say. At first, it wasn't easy. And our world is ever changing. And that changes sometimes so fast that it is hard to keep up. And, And some people really do fear this type of change. So they resist it. Well, yeah, and I see that, but it does sometimes stop you from missing out on good things that you wouldn't experience any other way. So you can get stuck due to the comfort of everything staying the same. So we like that, don't we? We like things to stay the same. So I'm not putting down stability, but I'm rather talking about a fear of change and the unknown. I think especially if God is calling you to something new. Well, I'm going to change the subject right now, Dr. Linda. Speaking okay. of change, and uh, we're going to take a break. Stay, stay with us as we continue the conversation on 10 Fears That Hold You Back. We have nine more to go. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful, and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I love my mother, but a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamintel.com, or online where books are sold. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And just a reminder that you can follow Dr. Linda on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Linda Mental and Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental author and speaker. Social media is a great way to keep up with Dr. Linda's speaking and writing on relationships. But we also want you to listen to and share the weekly podcast. They are on Faith Radio, but also on your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast or go to MyFaithRadio.com. And the book that will help you with today's topic is Letting Go of Worry, as fear and worry are cousins. That's they right. Are they are. They are. Embrace change when it could create a positive change. That's right. I do want to go back, Dr. Linda. We were talking about uh, phone numbers and and how it was a big change to cancel your mom and dad's phone number that they'd had for 70 years. Yeah, close to 70 years, yeah. My grandpa had his for 50. And mom, when he died, she went to cancel the, you know, to turn off the phone line. She couldn't do it. 
So she actually oh. had it transferred to their house. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so she kept it for another four or five years. I actually like that. Yeah. I, I kind of like that idea. It's kind of keeping it in the family. Right. We're talking about 10 fears that hold you back. The first one was the fear of change. But the second fear is the fear of loneliness. And sometimes people stay in bad relationships because they are afraid to be alone. You know, that's it's really true. I, I heard a woman say, he's not the best guy, but at least I have somebody. You know, and I hear that, Chris, it makes me really sad. wonder it's, what he thought of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if she said that to him. She said it to me. But yeah. it is. It's a, it feels a bit desperate, yet I know how hard it is for people to be alone. So, you know, being comfortable with yourself and not always having to have somebody there, that, that actually is a good thing, although I know people want to be in relationship. But you have to trust God to bring you the right person at the right time. In other words, don't settle. That's right. And don't stay in a bad relationship because you're afraid just That's to be right. alone. That's right. And, and something new we see is that people can use social media obsessively and miss out on face-to-face connections because they are afraid of stepping out and taking chances on meeting someone new. Uh, social media, we talk about it a lot on the show here. It can help you not feel lonely, but does it really do the job? You know, I don't think so. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a substitute for other relationships. You need people, healthy people and relationships. But loneliness is a real problem in our culture, and fear can make it worse. You know, uh, number three is a big one. It's fear of failure. And this can really keep you stuck in a rut. No one likes to fail. It can be embarrassing. You know, if you reinforce the idea in your own self that somehow you don't measure up, you're not good enough. Did you know there was an actual phobia name for fear of failure? Did you know that? No. We, you and I did a show, I think, about four years ago. I don't even remember how long it was, where we went through all the phobias. Huh. Do you remember that show? Uh, I'm, I'm afraid not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. And we had like, I, I don't know, there were like 50 phobia names. So I don't know if I can even say it. So it's, mm-hmm. okay, a Tychophobia? A tyco? Yeah. How would you say that? I, I would say a tychophobia. A tychophobia. Yeah. Yeah. So it means an irrational and persistent fear of failing. Ugh. And it's immobilizing and it can cause you just to do nothing. Yeah, that sounds like a rut. Yes. A really bad one. <laughs> a really bad one, right. So what causes this to develop? Because um, it's an issue for a lot of people. Yeah, I know fear of failure can be linked to a lot of causes. You know, for instance, you know, if you have a critical and unsupportive parent, or even mm-hmm. a partner in in a lot of cases, because they're routinely sort of undermining you, or maybe you were humiliated in childhood. What happens is a lot of people carry those feelings into their adult relationships. Also, Chris, if you experienced a traumatic event at some point in your life, that can also be a cause. For example, say that several years ago, you gave an important presentation in front of a large group, and you did very poorly. Mm-hmm. This experience you know, it could be so terrible that you're afraid, okay, I can't do that again. I'm really afraid I'm going to fail. And maybe then you sort of generalize it to say, I'll, maybe I'll fail in other things too. And then you carry that on and it just keeps kind of building in your life. I'm wired differently because let's say I give a bad presentation. Yeah. I want to give another presentation and do better this time. There you go. Yep. Well, that's probably a really good resiliency uh, way to look at it. I'll probably just give another bad presentation. (laughs) No, you you won't. (laughs) You know, Michael Jordan was uh, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Do we agree on that? Do we agree on that, that he's one of the most basketball greatest? Well, let's see. You lived in Chicago for a while. I know. I do think he was. I would agree with you on that. But he was cut from his high school basketball team because his coach didn't think he had enough enough (laughs) skill. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So can you imagine if he had allowed that failure to define him? I can't imagine. I'm wondering what that coach is feeling today. 
Can you imagine being the coach who was noted to be the guy who said he doesn't really have enough talent? It, we have to cut him from the team. He probably doesn't have a coaching job he's, he's, <laughs> these days. <laughs> he probably is incognito. We probably don't know who he is. Yeah. But, you know, failure is a part of life. So as Michael Jordan did, he probably just said, okay, like motivated you, like you said about the speech. Mm-hmm. Let me try it. Let me try it. Let me do it again and move forward. So the point here is don't let failure define you and make you afraid. Number four in this list is fear of rejection. Uh, this one can really keep you stuck. Does rejection stop you from asking the person out? You know, if you were in a dating relationship or suggesting a different way to do things, you know, I know married people who are afraid to ask their spouse to do something because they're afraid they're going to get rejected from their spouse. Hmm. Wow. It certainly plays into seeking out people for relationship. This can be applied to new friends or new people in a church. But if you don't try, you will be lonely. Yeah, and that was another fear, right, is loneliness we just talked about. So it, it just, you know, it doesn't feel good to be rejected. We hmm. get it. Um, you might still remember what it feels like. I mean, a lot of people in their adult life go, I remember when I didn't make the team, Mm, or I remember when I wasn't picked on the playground. But again, you have to think, okay, this is part of life. You won't always get the job you want. You won't always be chosen for the promotion or whatever it is. When someone is chosen, someone else is rejected. That's the way it works. And it's just something you have to get used to. There was a job one time that I didn't get. So I responded accordingly and said, I didn't want the job anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's well, you know, I think if you do look at that, remember we talked a while back about someone is actually right for the job. It's like, remember we talked about casting one time, mm -hmm. like maybe you just weren't the right person for that rather than taking it so personally. I think it's good, Chris, if you just trust God to Mm -hmm. open and close doors and remember that he's sovereign in your life. The fifth fear is the fear of uncertainty. You can try things, make a decision, but rarely are we completely sure about anything. I know we're assured of our salvation, right? Mm-hmm. God's presence in our life is an assurance we can have. His spirit in us does help us make decisions, but sometimes things don't work out the way we think. And a lot of times, let's just face it, in the life of walking with Christ, things happen and we don't really understand why they happen. And we don't always have a certainty about things, but... I think this is where prayer, asking for wisdom, really helps. We can be guided by the Spirit. This is a bonus in the Christian life. It's not all dependent on you. You have help. Moving along to uh, number six, the fear that something bad will happen. I would say you could uh, have this fear almost daily. (laughs) You could in today's (laughs) culture. Well, there's so much doom and gloom you could focus on uh, that would keep you depressed for days. And let's take it down to just daily life. You could be afraid to drive because someone may run mm-hmm. that light. Right. Someone may run that stop sign and hit your car. I know. And there's been a lot of fear during the pandemic, you know, that something bad is going to happen. And honestly, that's the essence of worry. The what if. What mm-hmm. if the economy tanks? What if my son doesn't get into college? What if my li- wife leaves me? What if our pastor changes churches? I mean, you could just have a list a mile long. So if you worry about all of the what ifs, you're going to be a mess. But again, put the uncertainty and the worry in God's hands and just refuse to allow this to take over your mind. And that's why I wrote an entire book on this, Letting Go of Worry. Mm, That was that book was there because this one can really take you down. And you don't live a very peaceful life when worry occupies your mind constantly. I guess that's why we are told not to worry. It doesn't take us anywhere but a negative place. But we get it. There are so many concerning things in our world today and in our families, but there's a difference. And this is how I start the book. There's a difference between worry and focusing on concerns. One of them's productive. 
It leads to problem solving and even advocacy at times when you need to do that. But worry just sort of circles the wagons. It brings a lot of fear and anxiety, and it really just doesn't do any good. You can check out the podcast on letting go of worry if this one is really holding you back. Uh, we give a much more detailed help on that we one. We do. We do. Before we go to the break, let's get to number seven. It's a major one related to rejection, and it's the fear of being hurt. Yeah, this one is tough because if you've ever been deeply hurt by someone, you just don't want to go there again. It's not right. something we, you know, just relish. But you can become overprotective of yourself, and then you just end up not opening up to anybody. And then I think you really miss a lot of meaningful connections with people because of that fear. That's what deep hurt does to people. It keeps them from being vulnerable with other people. But bottom line here is if you don't take risks, you don't get the emotional rewards with that as well. Oh, Dr. Linda, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but we need to go to a short break. <laughs> and we will finish the 10 fears that hold you back on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. There's no doubt about it. We are definitely living in the text, Twitter, and email age. The handwritten note has become quite the relic. But just because we don't write much with pen and paper anymore doesn't mean we should forsake the kind and encouraging message. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I want to encourage you to share a kind word. Even if it's a text, the power of telling a friend you're thinking of them, complimenting a success, or just saying, hey, hang in there, can make all the difference. If you've ever had your day interrupted by just a quick but genuine message from someone close, you know how a thought can raise your spirits, rejuvenate your mind, or help you stick on a difficult path because someone just cares. While you're listening right now, someone may come to mind, someone you can encourage with a few words. Take a minute and text, tweet, or email that person. Tell them you value them and the part they play in your life. It just might change their whole day. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Check out her website, drlindamental.com. And the book that relates to today's topic is Letting Go of Worry. And then don't forget about the podcast. It can be listened to or shared anytime. Go to myfaithradio.com or your favorite podcast platform. Okay, Dr. Linda, we saved a big one that's in our culture right now. It's number eight. It's the fear of being judged. I think this could be an entire show. We hear it all the time. Don't judge. I know. We should probably do a show on that. That would mm -hmm. be a good topic. You know, my concern, Chris, with this fear is that, first of all, it's being used to say anything goes. Mm, true. Right? Those of us who stand for something, who have values based on biblical truth, we're always accused of judging other people. And when it is God who is going to ultimately judge us, we have to live according to his His ideas and mm -hmm. his principles in the Bible. And we're all going to have to answer to him one day. So we don't get to make our own rules or have our own truth as uh, followers of Christ. And this is so messed up in our culture. When you hold a biblical value, you're attacked and, like you said, called judgmental. Yeah. I, I know. I once had a, a small group of Christian medical students tell me they didn't like the way I talked about holiness. <laughs> Can you believe that? I was like, they said calling someone to holiness was judgmental. Wow. Yeah, it's, it is messed up. I really about fell over when I heard that, but it was really sad when I thought about it because they don't understand that God is eventually going to judge us from mm -hmm. the things that he says in his word. It's not about us. And so we have to be mentally really strong in our culture and live according to those values. That's right. Number nine is the fear of inadequacy. 
I'm thinking about the show we did on imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. It's based on feelings of inadequacy, and it holds you back from doing the things you need to do simply because you don't feel good enough. None of us are really good enough. Like, again, right. if we take a biblical perspective on this, we don't earn our goodness. We're accepted and validated by God just because we're one of his. It's not what we do. You might feel like you don't measure up or you're an underachiever. You know, Chris, I had a, a patient who started using drugs because he felt he didn't measure up to his high-achieving brother. Mm, yeah. So fear of inadequacy can be really deeply rooted you can even try to be a perfectionist to prove to people that somehow, look at me, I'm doing everything perfect, I must have worth. But your worth is already determined by the Lord. So this one is also rooted in not understanding where your true worth comes from. That's right. Well, this last fear has really been acted out during the pandemic. It's the fear of the loss of freedom. And this can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You could pass up a job because you want certain freedoms or refuse to comply with laws that will end up with you losing your freedom. Yeah, I, you know, it's important to fight for freedom. I really want to say that because we are losing some of our freedoms in our culture. But we're talking about being afraid to take responsibility. That's a little bit different. And in the long run, when you do that, you can end up in financial hardship, breaking the law. So this one is a tricky one. Just remember, you're free in Christ, but you're also under the law of the community and the country that you're in. So again, I think this gets a little bit confused with politics rather than an actual fear. You're right, it does. And uh, we've covered the 10 fears that can hold you back. You know, some of them are going to apply to all of us to some degree. We don't want fear to motivate our life. And we certainly don't want to hold on to fear and be held back from all the things that God intends us to do or who God intends us to be. We don't want to be debilitated by fear. And God doesn't want us to be either. Well, I think this is where uh, reflecting on what the Bible says about fear really helps. Scripture reminds us of the power of God's truth. So let's end the show with a few verses to meditate on when fear comes upon us. So if you struggle with fear and uncertainty uh, and you think, oh, something bad can happen, here's a good one from Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Here's another good one related to those fears. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. That's from Isaiah 54, 13 and 14. Yeah, it's so good. Meditate on this one if you're worried. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. You know, Chris, it's so reassuring to know that we can have God's peace in the middle of uncertainty. I love the reassurance provided, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, hey, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? It's just so clear in God's word that perfect love casts out all fear. So think about what made you afraid. What fears may be holding you back from accomplishing all God has for you? Then go to God. Give him those fears. Take authority over them. The name of Jesus is powerful to drive out fear. Then focus on the positives and the goodness of God. 
Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.